Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Are you a motivated food blogger striving to meet financial or freedom goals? If so, then the Eat Blog Talk membership is for you. Take a journey with like-minded peers that will bring you past the overwhelm and straight into the arms of clarity. You will have direct access to guest experts delivering massive amounts of value into your business. You will have the opportunity to participate in monthly strategy calls, focusing on different aspects of food blogging, and most importantly, you will be part of a tight-knit, supportive, and encouraging family filled with people just like you. Visit eatblogtalk.com for more information, and the rest of us cannot wait to see you inside. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk. This podcast is for you, food bloggers wanting value and clarity to help you find greater success in your business. Today, I am so excited. I get to chat with Amy Estes from pinchmegood.com, and we are going to talk about streamlining recipes and kitchen time for a more seamless blogging experience. Amy is a food blogger, photographer, and home cook. Her blog, Pinch Me Good, is about sharing healthy, produce-inspired recipes to help people eat better and feel better in their everyday lives. Amy, I am so grateful to have this time with you today, but first, we all want to hear your fun fact. Oh, thank you. Um, So I did have to think really, really hard about my fun fact, and I'm saying that very sarcastically um, because I pretty much almost used the same one. It may not be as unique nowadays as it was when I was growing up. Um, I'm 41, so just to give you an idea of, you know, when I was growing up, um, I am a triplet. What? Um, I have two sisters. And when I was growing up, that was very unique. It's more common to be multiple nowadays. Um, but when I was growing up, it was very unique. And, um, I have two sisters that are the same age as me, obviously. Um, and we all love to cook. Um, we grew up cooking my parents. I have three, uh, older brothers as well. They are not triplets. <laughs> <laughs> my parents say they cheated and, and had three at once. Um, so my mom wanted a girl and she got three at once. Oh my so, gosh. That is so, so unusual. So um, we're very close. Uh, one of my sisters actually lives across the street from me. Whoa. Uh, her family. Yep. And my other sister, um, we all just actually recently migrated from Connecticut to North Carolina. Um, one by one, we slowly, because we couldn't be apart. So we slowly kind of moved. Um, my parents and my in-laws as well. We've all kind of uh, you know, migrated here to sunny, warm North Carolina from snowy, dark Connecticut. Um, but, and it's been really, uh, a huge, amazing journey to just move and live in a different place, but to be all together and to be so close. So, um, yeah, so that's my fun fact. That is the coolest fun fact. Triplets. I do not know a single triplet. So I am so happy that I now can say that I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's. I bet you guys have just the best bond. I think th- I've heard that with twins, and I'm sure it's the same with triplets, but the bond is just unmatchable. You can't explain it to anybody that is not a multiple. <laughs> really, it's, it's uh, we finish each other's sentences. We know each other better than anybody. So we always grew up with best friends um, during any of life's transitions. So, um, yeah, it's a gift that my parents, I guess, gave us. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> 
That is so, so cool. I love that. One of my favorites. So thanks, Amy. Um, I'm excited also to hear about your just streamlining, your kitchen time. And as you know, food blogging requires so much balance, especially when we're in the kitchen. So you have insights for us, Amy, about how to streamline our kitchen time and also our meal prepping time in order to make our lives easier. And we all want to make our lives easier. I think that will make everyone's ears perk up a little bit. So you have this phrase you use, produce-inspired recipes, and I really am eager to hear about that. I think it's such an interesting, just, um, yeah, like a, just an interesting term, and I want you to talk us through that. What does produce-inspired recipes mean? Uh, yeah, great. So um, so this is kind of new for my blog. Um, I'll, I'll explain what produce-inspired recipes means, and then um, I'll kind of explain a little bit about how I got there, if that's okay. Um, I think, um, you know, this is a podcast where a lot of food bloggers listen to it. Um, and we're all trying to find our niche and, um, and kind of define our brand. And this is kind of how this all came about. So, um, produce inspired recipes are, um, exactly it's, is exactly what it sounds like. Um, all of my recipes are centered around using fruits and vegetables as the star of the dish. Um, I grew up, you know, eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. My parents, you know, ate a lot, ate very healthy. They still do. Um, I always say to my mom, what was the magic, you know, now that I have kids, I'm like, how did you magically get, let magically get me to be so excited about produce? Um, because I struggle every day with my kids who are five and eight. Um, but, um, it's really just, yeah, putting the, you know, putting, uh, if I'm trying to come up with a recipe for, you know, spinach and cheese stuffed chicken, I'm really thinking about making the spinach the star of the dish and not necessarily the chicken the star of the dish. Chicken has a lot of nutrition as well. Um, but I think a lot of people, or at least I've seen a lot of people struggle with getting enough fruits and vegetables and you need way more than you think. I am also a certified nutrition coach. So I understand when I got that certification made me realize how much more we really, our bodies truly need to operate efficiently and to perform at our best every day. Um, and I feel amazing every single day I have for 20 years. I've always eaten very healthy and, and exercise. Um, and I was an athlete previously. I, I used to run marathons. Um, so I don't do that anymore, you know, because I have kids <laughs> and I don't have four hours to go and run, but, um, you know, I feel so amazing every day. And I kind of looked at that and said, why do I feel so amazing every day? Everybody should feel like this. And I've done every diet under the planet. Um, I was vegan and vegetarian for three and a half years, um, in my early thirties, uh, early to mid thirties, um, after I had kids. And, um, I, it was the unhealthiest I've ever been, believe it or not. Um, now I'm not saying that diet is not healthy. Uh, it was not for me. Um, but many people thrive on it. Um, and I think that's great. I really commend them because it's hard during that journey. Um, it opened my eyes up to eating so much more, diff more different types of foods and produce uh, that I never, I kind of stuck to the basics like tomatoes and lettuce and potatoes. Like I didn't really eat a lot of squash or beans or um, a lot of all the greens that are out there. There's so many different, I kind of stuck to spinach. <laughs> um, so it really opened my eyes when I was just eating more of a plant-based diet of all the produce that's out there and all the amazing recipes you can make. It made me more efficient in the kitchen, doing meal prep, um, and just I learned a bunch of different techniques on how to cook, which is really what inspired me to start Pinch Me Good. Um, and now it's I eat 
you know, I, I eat meat again, um, to help me be healthier and feel better. I eat meat and fish, um, in my diet now, but the, what I've learned in every diet out there that I am aware of, the one thing that is constant, pretty much every diet has you eat fruits and vegetables or allows you to eat fruits and vegetables. And that's really what produce inspired is to me. It's, it's something the the recipes I create are recipes that everybody can eat to inc- to eat a more colorful diet, to add more fruits and vegetables into your diet, which will help you feel better, eat better, and just be healthier uh, and live a more fulfilling life. And that's really, we want to feel our best every day, right? So we can perform at our best, be the best mom, wife, friend, daughter, whatever it may be, business person. Um, and everybody always says, you have so much energy. You must have a lot of coffee. <laughs> How are you tired? How do you get so much done? Why does your skin look so good? Um, part of it's genetics. You know, my mom is 73. She looks 60, maybe younger. Um, she has beautiful skin, but it's all about, I eat, I eat a colorful diet and I drink a lot of water and I move my body. And that's really just, it's really that simple. We don't need these crazy complicated diets. It's really just eating, eating a more healthful, colorful diet. And that's what produce inspired, um, is, uh, and those are the kind of recipes. Amy, that was so inspiring. I was loving hearing you talk through that. And I, I love the simplicity of it. It's really about those three things. So color, colorful diet, water, and movement. And if you can get those three things, which is really, actually really easy to do, um, you can be so healthy and it makes sense. And it's so easy, though, to consume garbage and and choose not moving over moving and not drink enough water. I did that for years. I finally made a commitment in 2021 to start drinking more water. We all we all hear it, right? We're always like, you know, you need to drink more water, but do we actually do it? And I I didn't for so long. I was like, I know I need to drink more water, but I've been drinking more water than I ever have in my life and I feel amazing just that one little change. So I'm curious, like how much, you know, like how much water do you recommend people drink and how much color, like, do we have to think about this for every meal? What are your thoughts? That is an awesome question. Um, Now, I think everybody is different, um, but I will say, I I will get to that point. I just want to say one thing. What I've learned from, uh, from becoming a nutrition coach and just, my mom was a nurse for 45 years. So just hearing her talk about kind of in the emergency room, hearing her talk about things that people went to the emergency room for and all these things, 95% of, and you can look this up, it's true, 95% of the issues that we have daily being bloated, having a headache, feeling lethargic or tired or sluggish is because we're not drinking enough water. It blows my mind, but it's true. Whenever I have a headache, which is rare, or I'm not feeling 100%, I just drink some water and it literally changes my whole day. Um, I say the same thing to my kids. They each have dedicated water bottles. I don't give them any sugary drinks. Um, so once in a while they'll get apple juice or orange juice and they think it's like the greatest thing ever. But a lot of people give their kids too much juice. If my kids have an issue, I always say, what am I going to say? Drink some water. Um, so, and it always solves the problem. We're so quick to give our kids medicine when they have a headache or, you know, or when they're, you know, they're not feeling so great. And I think that I really try to stick to more, you know, natural or whole kind of remedies, which is drink water first. And I have to say 95% of the time it works. That's amazing. That just makes you want to do it right now, right? Just start drinking more water because I think it, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's such a simple solution. Our bodies are screaming at us, telling us that, 
we need hydration and you're not giving it to us. And we're like, okay, here's ibuprofen, here's medicine. And that is not what it's wanting. That's probably making it even worse, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, they, a lot of people, complete strangers. I mean, I live in North Carolina, so strangers talk to you. That's, you know, one of the reasons I love living here. But uh, some people wouldn't love that. <laughs> I go back to Connecticut. And I talk to strangers and they look at me like I'm crazy uh, <laughs> because that's the norm here. Everybody's just really friendly. Uh, but people come up to me all the time constantly and ask me what my skincare routine is. Strangers in the grocery store. And I grew up with people asking my mom this question. Um, and she's like, I, I just eat healthy and I drink water. <laughs> like I, I don't have like a magic pill. I don't take any magic. I don't use any magic serums. Um, I was on a, I had a zoom call with some colleagues a few weeks ago and they asked me as soon as I got on the call, what is your secret? And I'm like, I don't have one. I just, I, you know, water is also in your produce, right? So you hydrate your body. We, a lot of times we do things that dehydrate our body by, um, by, you know, that we think will help us make, make us feel better, like take ibuprofen, um, or take, you know, just things, medications and things like that. But, um, and that's really, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables, drinking water, you know, when you ask me about the amount that we should have, I, you know, I would recommend, you know, different for my eight year old son than I would for me, who's a grown woman, right? So, and I, it depends on how active you are. Um, you know, I'm pretty active. I still run a lot and I ride my Peloton bike. I'm obsessed. If you follow me on social media, <laughs> um, I love my Peloton and I love running. So if I run an hour in the morning and do like a 20 minute ride later in the day and maybe some weights, that's kind of a lot. Um, most people who work out 30 to 60 minutes of day, a day, I would say a hundred ounces of water. Um, you know, if you're an average size person, you know, which is around 150 pounds, you know, give or take, um, so that would be my recommendation. You know, you can look up guidelines and you can put in your weight. Um, I think there's a website called howmuchwatertodrink.com and you can kind of put in your activity level and your weight and it will give you a general idea. But as with everything, start slowly. Um, I'm not a doctor, right? So I just want to point that out. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Um, but start slowly and listen to your body. See how your body feels. Um, you don't want to make huge changes right up front when it comes to your diet and nutrition. Just start slow. Cause then it might seem to don't get like a 128 ounce jug of water and try to drink it every day. You know, start with an extra glass of water in the afternoon before you drink coffee, because maybe you don't need that extra coffee because water sometimes will give you more energy than cough than caffeine. Right. So that's really, you know, that's really the guideline. And then when it comes to fruits and vegetables, people are going to be surprised at how much I say you need. <laughs> so don't everybody email me or, or message me. <laughs> Screw it. Uh, it's more than you think. It's not that much, but I would say six to eight servings. Um, and a serving to me is about a half a cup. It depends. Like a cup of spinach is a serving of spinach. So, um, you know, and yes, eat fruits and vegetables at every meal and for your and in your snacks. That is such great advice all around water and color, fruits, vegetables. We need all of it. So give us some examples. So you mentioned before using spinach as a main um, feature of the meal instead of like chicken, for example. So if you had spinach, what would you, how would you build your plate around spinach? Oh, I love this question. Um, so first of all, I would think what else, what am I having for my protein? So, um, if I was having, for example, um, chicken, <laughs> as I mentioned before, we'll just stick with that. Cause that seems to be like something that most people eat, right, for their protein. So if I was having chicken, um, I'm really, right now I'm testing a stuff, 
a spinach and cheese stuffed chicken. So it's, I think it's kind of front of mind for me. Um, but I would think about, um, you know, sauteing the spinach and then mixing it with a cream sauce, um, and then having it with the chicken and then, uh, you know, stuffing in the chicken and then baking it. Um, you could also do something if you're doing a pasta, you could do a spinach and basil pesto and add some spinach to your pesto. Um, and just kind of do basil with, you know, and make like a basic pesto and then pour that over your salad for like a vegetarian or meat free, um, spinach meal. Um, of course you could always do a salad, um, which I do. And then every morning, every single morning, I start my day with a cup of spinach, uh, no matter what I'm eating. Sometimes I'll do a savory spinach and cheese with some oats. Some people would be surprised, but it's actually really good. Um, or I'll do egg white scramble, uh, with some goat cheese and spinach, which I had this morning, which was insanely delicious, uh, with some sprouted grain bread, like just for example. So I'm starting my day. It's a positive pattern. Uh, and it actually makes me eat less during the day if I start my day with spinach. I am starving right now. I want to go to my fridge because I think I have spinach. I know I do. I am so hungry all of a sudden. That all sounded amazing. And I love how you get so creative too. Um, you Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So you talked earlier about learning different techniques actually helps you like be more efficient in the kitchen. Can you talk more about that? How do you feel like that helps? So um, when I talk about techniques, it comes down to meal prep techniques. So things that I can do in advance to make cooking easier and simpler and quicker because I do have two small children. Uh, and a husband um, who get, they're all boys. So I live in a house of boys there. They always need to constantly be eating. Um, and um, also the different techniques, uh, cooking techniques I've learned. So, you know, there's a lot of gadgets out there. People always ask me this question. I actually got an email this morning from a reader asking me this question. It happens all the time. What are the appliances I should buy? What should I buy to make cooking quicker and more efficient? There are two, you're probably not going to be surprised by what they are. My air fryer is my life. Uh, <laughs> it's not really my life, but when it comes to cooking, my mom tried to convince me to buy an air fryer for so long. And I was like, no. And first of all, my mom is always right. She really, truly is. So listen to your mother. And she really is always right. She would laugh. <laughs> and uh, so I bought one last March when the pandemic you know, hit. And I was like, I'm going to be home with these kids all day, every day. I need a quick way to make grilled cheese. Um, and I and I never looked back. I have created some incredible air fryer recipes. I just started creating them. I wanted to wait until I became an expert using the air fryer, um, get really familiar with, you know, uh, the different things that you could cook in it before I started creating recipes for the blog. Um, and so the few recipes I've created so far, which... I did air fryer breaded chicken, which has no oil and is crazy crispy. And you'd never know that it's not fried. Um, it's going, it's doing really well in the blog right now. It's, if you go to pinchmegood.com, it's the first recipe that's up there. And then I'm I did, looking at it right now. That's so funny that you said that. <laughs> they look <laughs> delicious. So good. And we make it like twi at least twice a week. Uh, and then I did an air fryer eggplant Parmesan. Um, which has very little calories because eggplant is one of the best foods to eat. It has a lot of nutrition, a lot of vitamin C, which we all need right now um, because we're in a pandemic. Uh, and we need to keep our, our bodies healthy. And it's very quick and easy. And it's so good, <laughs> So, which is so important to me. If it's not delicious, I'm not eating it just because it's good for me. It's got to be really delicious. I'm with you on that 100%. It has to be good. <laughs> so the air fryer, uh, that's one. And then my Instant Pot. 
hands down, you got to have an instant pot. And, you, and these things are not that expensive. You can get an air fryer. Um, I think I have one on my blog. It's the one that I have. I have a very good one because, you know, I cook for a living. So I need like a really sturdy one. Um, and that one was about $120, but you can get them for 30 or $40. Um, and I recommend a six quart instant pot. Um, the four quarts are okay if you're like a single person. Uh, but if you're married or you have kids, uh, the six to eight quart is really what you want to buy. Um, and then they have, I have the single ones, like I have an instant pot and I have an air fryer. Um, but you can do, they have like combo ones where it's an instant pot and an air fryer. I think Ninja makes one. I think that's what my mom has. Um, I haven't kind of tested those yet. Um, but when it comes to the instant pot, some of my favorite things, I use these appliances by the way, every day. Now, obviously I cook for a living, so, you know, but I use them every, every single day and they're very easy to clean, very easy to use and quick. Uh, the things that blow my mind about the instant pot, number one, chili, you can make it in 25 minutes instead of slow cooking it for four hours. Uh, and it tastes just as good, if not better. So it's, it's really a pressure cooker. That's what an instant pot is. If people don't know, um, and uh, if I have a turkey chili on my on my blog, that's amazing. Uh, and it just it really blows my mind. But chili soups, potatoes like a baked potato, spaghetti squash, butternut squash, um, all those kinds of things. You know, make your own beans. Those things blow my mind when it comes to the instant pot. And they are meal prep time savers that you can make on Sunday and eat all week long. That is great advice. I absolutely love my air fryer. I have actually two air fryers. I have a power fryer and a pressure fryer and I love them both. I used my power fryer every single day, like you said, and my Instant Pot, I haven't taken it out recently, but I used to use that almost daily as well. It is so magical. I think every food blogger should have an Instant Pot and use it regularly. I totally agree with you. It's amazing. And like the chili, like you mentioned, soup can get done so quickly and it's so good. Everything that comes out of my Instant Pot, I'm blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not expect it to be this delicious, but it's always blowing my mind. It's just crazy. And it's easy to clean, you know? So uh, the other, that those are the kitchen, um, kind of the, the kitchen tips. And then the, the meal prep tips would be, there's like four meal prep tips that I do um, every Sunday. Um, and I've been doing this, you know, for eight years since I had my firstborn, <laughs> as I realized, uh, oh, wow, kids are a lot of work. I really need to prep my food. <laughs> um, and I always ate healthy. I, like I said, I ran marathons. So, uh, I actually was still running marathons when I had one child and then I had two and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so, uh, there's like four, probably four key things I prep. Um, and I really think prep should be tailored around what you like to eat during the week, but I always prep my greens. So spinach basically comes washed and prep, but I always prep kale. I always like to have two kinds of greens ready in my fridge. Um, I'm actually working on a post right now, how to prep kale. So stay tuned. Um, it's kind of my specialty. Um, my, Ooh, I'm intrigued. My easy kale Can kale. you give us a hint? Uh, well, I mean, it is my specialty because I do it every week, but um, I guess the hint would be, I will tell you how to prep kale so it lasts for eight days in your fridge. So crisp, it's still uh, super green and uh, gives you keeps all the nutrients in. You can use it in soups and salads. 
Uh, the best way to use kale, I think, is besides salad, is to chop it up and you know stir it into your soup right when it's finished and let it wilt for a minute or two. Um, and then kale is, you know, we know it's a superfood. It's one of the best things you could put in your body, especially right now. So um, a lot of people, and it's like a dollar or two for a bunch. It's very inexpensive. I know a lot of people that don't eat it because they're like, it's so much work, but it's not. It takes like maybe five or 10 minutes and then you have it all week. So that's how you have to think about it. Um, so uh, my easy kale salad is the number one. I think it's number one on Pinterest, but it's, it's what put my blog on the map. So if you want to look up easy kale salad with lemon, mine's the number one. Uh, I just, we just had it the other day. <laughs> um, so it's a great way to eat kale and, and to prep that salad and have it with grilled chicken or, or grilled fish or whatever, or, you know, can you even have it with roasted chickpeas? Um, it's a great salad to just have an easy light lunch or to have as a side. Um, but I would say prep your greens, make some kind of healthy carb. So yes, carbs are important and we, our bodies need them. Um, so I would say healthy carbs like potatoes, squash, um, brown rice or quinoa. Those are my go-tos. I'm not like a huge pasta person. I think it's fine to eat pasta. It's just not my favorite food. So I don't eat a ton of it. Um, you probably notice if you go on my blog, there's not a ton of pasta dishes, but I love lasagna and you'll see three lasagna recipes. <laughs> on my blog. Um, and they're all produce inspired. Um, so I like lasagna cause I just, I, it's really fun to make. And it's just easy. You know, it's an easy meal prep recipe you can make. Um, so cook your greens, you know, prep your greens, cook your healthy carbs, have those in the in the fridge, uh, cook your proteins. So my two favorite proteins to have on hand are grilled chicken, marinated grilled chicken, or have chicken marinating in the fridge, right, that you can quickly throw into the air fryer or on the grill pan. Um, and uh, either meatballs or turkey meatballs are my favorite or turkey burgers, which don't last long in my fridge. <laughs> Oh, my kids devour. We had them last night uh, over over uh, a kale uh, slaw that I made that's coming out shortly um, with a poppy seed dressing. It was unbelievable. Um, sorry, I'm making you really hungry. You are, and it's 9.30, Amy. <laughs> I, my brain is surrounded by food all day. So I know. Sorry. It's hard not to talk about it, right? No, I, I really appreciate you talking about all this delicious stuff because I'm actually inspired. I'm writing all of the ingredients down that you say that are just like um, inspiring me. So I'm kale. I used to cook with kale all the time and use it all the time and I haven't. And as you're talking, I'm like, why? Why aren't I doing this? Like you said, it's really inexpensive. It's so good and it's so versatile. And I used to throw it into a pan just with a little bit of olive oil and just cook it so it wilts just a little bit. So it's not quite as like crunchy or not um, chewy, you know, get, get rid of that chewiness a little bit and then toss it with some other lettuce and maybe um, some apple cider vinegar and a protein. That is like my favorite salad ever. So I'm inspired to do that again. So yeah, keep going. I want to keep hearing about your <laughs> food. Yeah. Well, you can also throw the kale into a food processor and pulse it a few times. So a lot of people oh. don't realize that, but you can do like a shredded kale and put it in like burgers and, you, oh, you know, I love that. Bun everything for your kids. So they're getting a healthy, uh, you know, a healthy green in there. So eating your greens is, is very important. Um, you know, the other two things I would say, or one, one or two things I would say is just make one or two dishes like a soup and a lasagna or, um, enchiladas or something that you believe you'd want to eat during the week multiple times. Um, so I have, um, I have these skinny lasagna roll-ups that I love. They're spinach lasagna roll-ups. And uh, a friend of mine just made them and she ate them like three for three meals during the week. So uh, they're great 
they last for five days. I always put, typically I always put like a meal prep tip or how long it will last in the fridge, how to store it. Um, because that's so important to me, um, when I'm eating food, just to be able to quickly grab, you know, my husband's upstairs in his office right now. He's got to quickly grab food all day, you know, cause again, um, you know, men and, and boys need to constantly be eating. Um, so I always have things prepped in my fridge that he can quickly grab or my kids can quickly grab. So just every Sunday, look at two things like what would I want to eat this week uh, for a quick lunch or a quick dinner that you can just throw together and having, you know, chopped veggies and prepped cooked chicken. You can make a quick flat flatbread pizza or, um, you know, an easy vegetable uh, stir fry. Just having those things, you can make dinners in 10 minutes. I mean, and just have, you know, I love the ready rice that takes 90 seconds in the microwave. I use that all the time. Make a stir fry in like 10 minutes if you have cooked proteins even if you don't it might take 15 you know if you have to cut up the chicken and cook it but um we have a stir fry sauce coming out in a couple weeks um that's it's like an everyday stir fry sauce and it's it goes with everything pork chicken beef it's amazing and the reason i decided to come out with it separately is i made it in a recipe and my mother-in-law says oh my god i make it every day so i'm like okay i guess I should probably <laughs> yeah that's a keeper when you hear those words right yeah. So, um, I just listen to what people say and, and what they want. And I like, I, I do produce inspired recipes, but I also will create things that you can serve with your produce, like air fryer, crispy chicken and an everyday stir fry sauce. Um, those are things, you know, you have to have accompaniments to your food. Um, so you're like, Oh, I'm going to cook the spaghetti squash. What do I have with it? Um, so you're, you know, a pesto with some meatballs or something, you know, that's a really easy light dinner you can have. Um, I always don't really do a lot of carbs at night uh, because I work out in the morning and I don't want to feel kind of heavy and sluggish in the morning. So um, I always do a light, low carb dinner and I have my carbs earlier in the day. Um, for me, that's what works for my schedule. So I think, you know, just what what works for you and, and go by how you feel. I love all of that, Amy. So I'm looking at your easy kale salad right now and I'm going to make this this week. I am going to make this. It looks so good. I have never used pistachios in salads, but this oh, just so this just looks amazing. And I have to say one more thing about that. Your apple cider vinegar, you use that too. I use that in salads yeah. all the time. And some people think I'm, my boys think I'm bonkers. They're like, that is so <laughs> gross. But it is, for me, it is so delicious and just brings out the flavor of the salad and just complements it so well. So I'm glad you do that as well. And it's really good for you, right? Yes. And especially apple cider vinegar and kale, they complement each other. And when you pair ingredients together, um, it actually ups the nutrition. So if you add apple cider, that's why it's in the salad dressing. If you combine apple cider vinegar in your dressing with your kale, it actually uh, heightens the nutrition in your Ooh. kale uh, and allows your body to absorb it, the, the nutrition better. So uh, the nutrients better. So um, that's I really think about that when I'm cooking. Well, I'm going to report back to you about the salad because it is going to be in my kitchen, in my belly soon. And I'm very <laughs> excited. I'm actually not going to close this tab. I'm going to keep that open. <laughs> well, it was really fun hearing you talk through that. And meal prepping can be good for us food bloggers as a way to streamline our, you know, our personal lives and our family lives and getting food to the people in our family and ourselves, but it can also be a way to deliver new ideas and ways to incorporate new things into the kitchen for our readers too, right? So do you ever do that? Do you ever offer it up as tips to your readers? 
So funny you should mention that. So I've been really focused from a blogging perspective to grow and build my blog. And this is where it comes into my niche, which is produce inspired recipes. So um, I started the blog as a, as a vegetarian vegan blog, right? It was sharing healthy vegetarian vegan recipes. So there's a lot of those on there um, if you are vegan or vegetarian. Um, and then, you know, as I, you know, learned that I wasn't being as healthy as a vegetarian, um, and I had to add meat back into my diet. I kind of was like, well, what am I going to, I got to switch. I want to be authentic. So I was like, I got to switch, switch up my blog a little bit, um, and add, you know, meat and, and fish. I don't have a lot of, you know, seafood recipes, but they, they're coming, um, uh, into my uh, repertoire, uh, on my, on my recipe index. Um, so, um, one of the things was a few months ago, which is probably shocking, <laughs> it's probably four or five months ago now, I just kind of took a week and I was like, what is my niche going to be? I really, I looked at my website and kind of looked at the themes of all the recipes I had on there and I was like, what well, I just really want to focus and hone in on something specific and find my readership to really grow my blog. And it just popped into my head, Produce Inspired Recipes. It took a few days of me really writing down every word of all of my themes and just kind of, I went on Pinterest and looked what people were pinning and what boards people were pinning my recipes to. Um, and as a food blogger, it was, it, I think that was probably the most frustrating thing in the, like recently I was like, I really want this to be my full-time job. And so then I hired uh, a branding company, Grace and Vine Studios. They're amazing. Love her. She's the best. Uh, I love Madison. She was unbelievable to work with, very easy to work with. And she created my logo and my branding around, uh, you know, produce inspired recipes to eat better and feel better. And it has changed. And we implemented that around the holidays. And my blog has took off, taken off since then. Oh, in that's the amazing. Year. That is so incredible. Making, I love to hear that. Yeah, I'm now making a full time income. Uh, it's been crazy. Even with my kids home, I was able to figure it out. Um, and it's been very inspiring. And um, she has really she really created like an incredible brand for me. And I'm very grateful. Um, so I recommend her a hundred percent. I think if you're looking to try to find your niche and grow your blog, I think it's one thing you have to do. And, um, now I know what my readers want. I'm building a readership. I'm building followers. They're reaching out to me. I'm creating content they want and it feels so good. <laughs> it just feels really good. Yeah. It's hard, hard to deliver when you don't know who you're delivering to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a vital piece of it. She basically made me figure that out. Like she, you know, uh, really inspired me and pushed me to really hone in on my audience. And uh, that was great. It was a great experience and worth it. It's ironic because Madison, who you're talking about, is actually wrapping up my new branding what? as we speak. So <laughs> I'm super excited. She sent me um, just like a, a kind of a preview video yesterday of what it's going to look like. And I love it. So Madison, if you're listening, thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> Changing I'm lives. I'm going to be doing a full site redesign with her, I hope, later this year. So um, I wanted to really figure out kind of what my readers want. So before we um, did more work on my website, I'm adding some more services to my blog as well. Um, so I'm adding food photography services and recipe development to other bloggers. I just started offering that a couple days ago, and I got a flood of requests. Oh. I'm just like so grateful. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Amy, have, that's really exciting. Yeah, to be able to work with other bloggers and help them on their journey and grow their business is the best feeling ever. And um, I'm excited. It's exciting. Yeah, that's very, very exciting. 
So you're offering up all of these new things and finally figuring out who you're speaking to has helped you do that, right? So the first step was kind of like, okay, who are my people? And then from there, you've been able to expand a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's been incredible. Good. Well, I can just hear it in your voice. (laughs) It's something that really excites you and you're happy about it. And that bleeds over into the work that you do and the recipes that you produce. And honestly, like the energy that you have too, right? Don't you, don't you think? I'm very passionate about what I do. And, um, you know, if somebody told me 10 years ago, five years ago that I would be doing this, I think most of us would probably say, are you kidding? (laughs) I'm going to be a food photographer and a food blogger. Um, but I, you know, when I got married to my husband, he, you know, we talked about kind of like that about 14 years ago, I got married and he said, what do you want to, what do we want to do? Like we talked about kind of what our goals are, which you should always talk about with your, uh, you know, soon to be spouse. And I said, I don't know. I really love food. I kind of want to write a cookbook someday. And he thought I was nuts. And I was like, I love writing and I love food. But I was at the time I was a project manager at an insurance company. Uh, and I didn't really know, I thought that was going to be my career. And I actually did leave my corporate job in 2019 to pursue something. I didn't know if it was going to be the blog. The blog was very young at the time, but I be, that's when I became a certified nutrition coach. I said, I want to do something in health and fitness. Um, I was very, always very passionate about it, but I didn't, I found as I got that certification, I just wasn't that interested in coaching people face to face and having those kind of clients. And then my husband said, why don't you do it through pinch me good through your blog? And so that's what I'm doing today. So I will be creating more content around. I just created a post about uh, the seven healthy eating habits you can start doing today. Um, And it's a great post. There's a lot of helpful information, um, expanded information on what I talked about here today. Um, So you can check that out. It's uh, I think it's on the front page of my blog. Um, And I'll be doing some more posts like that. Meal prep tips, um, you know, meal planning. Um, I have a a meal planning guide that's coming out as my freebie offer for my email list. So uh, that's coming out uh, next Monday. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. So I'm just trying to do more coaching through my business uh, as well. So cool, Amy. So I have one last question for you. This has been so great. But I know that you focus on a lot of produce. So you have to focus on seasonal foods. Do you have any recommendations for that? Because it's easy to be like, oh, I just I'm going to cook with, you know, pick something, pick an ingredient out of the list, but it might not be in season. So how do we buy seasonally in order to um, streamline and also save money? So that's actually a really great point. So a lot of people think eating healthy and eating more fruits and vegetables is so expensive. I mean, the number of times I get comments about that, (laughs) um, this is so expensive. Um, It's not. It's actually way less expensive than you think. Um, You know, like I said, a a bunch or two of kale you can get for a dollar. Um, you know, spinach you can get for, you know, a couple dollars. These are foods that you can start very very slowly adding into your diet. So I would recommend downloading. You can find tons of them everywhere. Uh, a seasonal produce guide. You can go to Pinterest, you can go to Google, uh, just download one. And then when you're ready to go do your shopping, look at what's in season because it will be much less expensive, uh, much more available in your local grocery store or farmer's market, and it will have more nutrition and have better taste and flavor when it's in season than when it's not. Um, So if you look at my recipes, I always cook seasonally and offer things that are in season. Um, You know, like broccoli is in season basically all year. Uh, I just did this amazing roasted broccoli. Um, But broccoli is in season all year. Um, But, you know, I have a lot of squash recipes that do really well, obviously, in the fall and early winter. Um, Squash is my favorite vegetable on the planet. 
Um, it's very obvious <laughs> on my blog. Uh, people will say, oh, you obviously love squash. Um, I actually want to write a cookbook just around recipes using squash because I love it so much and I don't think people eat it enough. Um, it has a lot of flavor, but um, yes, I say I would say eat download a produce guide and, and eat seasonally. That's a great way to start because it's also a great way to get fruits and vegetables into your kids because when the fruits and vegetables are more colorful when they're in season, they have more flavor, your kids will be more excited about eating them. Trust me because my kids are young and it's really hard to get them to eat. Uh, eat those oh my gosh. It's been like a lifelong ongoing battle with my boys. They used to eat anything I gave them. I mean, I think this is probably true for any kid, you know, when they're really, really little, they'll just eat whatever you put in front of them. But now it's such a struggle and I have to be sneaky and I do it because they need it. But it is such a struggle. But once I figure out the things that they like, I latch yeah. onto that and like go with it. If there's a vegetable that they will tolerate, I will just run with it. Um, what is your favorite squash? My favorite squash is butternut squash, hands down. Love like, butternut squash. What's your yeah. favorite recipe to make with it? Um, my favorite recipe, I have two right now. Can I give you two that I love? Yeah. Um, first of all, I just love regular oven roasted squash. I make it every Sunday. There's My mom will always say, you always have squash on your counter. Now, it should probably be in your pantry because it should be stored in a, a cool, dark place. Uh, <laughs> but it's on my counter because I'm usually making it that day. But And it's very inexpensive. Um, so I just I have a I have a how-to roast butternut squash on my blog. Um, it's very easy and simple. And people get intimidated. They're like, I don't want to peel it. Please buy a whole squash and cut it up and peel it. And don't buy the pre-cut because you lose so much flavor and nutrition by buying the pre-cut. So I think if you're using squash... Uh, you're going to puree it into a sauce or something. You can buy the pre-cut. But if you're going to roast it or use it in a soup, uh, I recommend buying like the whole squash and, and cutting it and peeling it. It just takes minutes. It's very easy. And you pay so much extra for yes. that cutting and peeling. And so my favorite is just oven roasted squash. I love to throw it on salads, have it as a side. I'll eat it as a quick snack. Um, that's probably my favorite, my favorite number one. And then I have a roasted butternut squash soup that... I'm probably making weekly right now. My husband yesterday said, I'm kind of sick of it though. Can we have something else? Uh-oh. <laughs> I just love it so much. I make it a lot. <laughs> but I think soup is That's a great, great though. It's a great thing to have in your fridge when you're hungry. Um, it's just something quick you can heat up in the microwave. So um, you don't have it with a couple whole grain crackers or toast. So I just think it's a great, uh, it's a great thing to have in your fridge. So yeah, those are my favorite. Oven roasted squash and, and butternut squash soup for sure right now. I absolutely love squash as well. And butternut squash is one of my favorites. I did a recipe a few years ago. It was butternut squash with apples. Ooh, yeah. And I roasted it together. And it is one of my top recipes. It was surprising. But still, it goes strong, especially through like the holidays and holiday cooking. In those seasons, people really love it. It's such a good... Um, just combination of flavors. You wouldn't think that apples would be a good compliment, but oh my goodness, love that. Now I want to go make go make squash too, Amy. <laughs> so kale and squash are on my list right here. You're Thank eating you. very healthy today. You're eating very healthy. Actually. Yes. <laughs> In my mind, I'm eating very healthy. <laughs> okay. This has been so inspiring. I absolutely love your produce-inspired theme and how you've just dug into your blog and figured out exactly what you want to do and deliver to your people and how that's carried you through to 
um, finding other passions and other things you want to deliver. I have just loved our chat, but I do want to know what your number one takeaway is for food bloggers listening along the lines of um, just you know, digging into produce-inspired recipes or meal prepping or anything along those lines? So I thought a lot about this and uh, it didn't take me that long to think about what my takeaway was. Uh, You know, I know that the audience is mostly food bloggers and um, food blogging is a really hard business. So I know everyone uh, listening can appreciate that. Um, And we have to wear a lot of hats, but I, um, I think the most important thing for me, and I think I already said this, but find your niche. I think a lot of people have been successful in having kind of just like a general food blog with general recipes, but I really, and I know other people have said this before, it's very hard. It's an easy thing to procrastinate about. Let me tell you, I did it. But ever since I found my niche and figured out what kind of recipes I wanted to create and why and who my audience was, it has changed my, my business. Um, my business has grown just in the last year alone um, by I think 250% was the number that I came up with. Um, and it's crazy. It's blowing my mind and it's going up every day. And I think, um, that's the takeaway I think, um, I would give to everybody. I love it. And I hear that from so many people. So I hope food bloggers are inspired by this. I know they will be. So thank you just for being here today, Amy. This was really fun. I enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be on your blog. I love your blog. I listen to it all the time. Uh, I'm sorry, your podcast, <laughs> not your blog. Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> um, I listen to it all the time when I'm cooking, um, and it's really great. Um, and it's been really, I've gotten some really helpful and useful information. So thank you. Oh, I love to hear that. I'm so glad that you found it helpful. Before you go, we want to hear either your favorite quote or words of inspiration. Okay, so my favorite quote, I don't know who said this, I heard it somewhere. Uh, but my favorite quote from you know a health coach perspective is um, everything in moderation, including moderation. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I wish I could plug like wherever I heard that, but I don't remember where I heard it. So if that is your quote, I'm sorry if I stole it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember where I heard it. I've never heard that, but that's very thought provoking. I love that. And then from a blogging and business perspective, um, you are what you believe. So if you can manifest your dreams, mindset is everything. So if you believe you can achieve it, you will. Oh, love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. We are going to put together a show notes page for you, Amy. If anyone wants to peek at those, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash pinch me good. And also go check out Amy's blog. There are so many delicious recipes on there. And you're going to be hearing from me soon, Amy, about this easy kale salad And I also want your energy. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you are just full of energy and the eating colorful foods and drinking lots of water and staying active. um, It's just very encouraging for all of us to hear. So thank you for all of that too. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online? So um, you can find me online on Instagram at at pinchmegoodfood as well as uh, pinchmegood on Facebook. Um, and my blog is pinchmegood.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Amy. Thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.